Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am your host for today. I am the Archbishop Dr. Marcia Karen Smith Abrams Almasi, coming to you live from the United States of America. Amen. Praise God and bless his holy name. We're talking today on Ezekiel chapter 24 which I'll be reading, and um, uh, we also have our guest speakers that will be coming in, um, Pastor Tania, um, and she'll introduce herself, and, and um, also uh, Apostle-elect Dr. Downey and uh, Seabury, and a host of other individuals that will be coming on the line, um, and I'll let each person introduce themselves, and it, basically we're going to have tonight uh, a forum, a free, free forum, free flowing. Um, everybody will bring in their own opinion to the subject as the Holy Spirit um, bring us into this new season. I'm getting ready to open up the uh, the TV side, of the uh, side, so we can have that live stream going on. But we're going to start with prayer. Um, um, Pastor Tamia, would you like to pray us in tonight uh, as we go live on the World Wide Web? Are you okay with that? I think she asked me to hold on. Pastor Tamia? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. She said she'll be right back. Okay. Well, go ahead and um, pray us in then. Um, um, uh, I want to select Dr. Valdi and Seabury in the house. Thank you so much. Amen to God. Yes, yes, yes. Amen to God be the glory for the great thing. Let us go through his holy throne. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine are the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and always. Amen. Lord, as we come before your throne, we thank you for this blessed day and this blessed year and this time and disposition of us coming on on this form, Lord God that you bless from the time we begin to the time that it ends, Lord God. We thank you just for being God, hallelujah, and all that you have done and continue to do. Bless every speaker, everyone that voices their opinion. I pray that we have respect, unity, and love from one to another with understanding, Lord God. And I pray for wisdom, knowledge, and discernment with revelation knowledge that you give us. Hallelujah and teaches us as your Holy Spirit. We thank you, we honor you, and show up and show out, God, because we can surely do nothing without you. And it's in Jesus' name, amen, and glory to God, amen. Back in your hands, Archbishop. It was such a, a powerful rendition of the Psalms, uh, you know, the Lord's Prayer, and I, I just thank you for that and that opening prayer as we invite the Holy Spirit to come on into this place and to do, you know, what thus says the Lord. And, and I, I pray the Holy Spirit will just take full control and rule and super rule in, in today's broadcast as we go live streaming all over the World Wide Web, you know, on radio, 
television networks just broadcasting for another time, having the opportunity to, to broadcast this glorious word of God, the word of the living God, and, and to be able to be a, a voice, a mouthpiece. Ezekiel is one of the major characters of the Holy Bible in the Old Testament, and he had something to say. So we're gonna we're gonna talk to you about uh, that, uh, and uh, I'll read that in its entirety. And it's, it's 27 short verses, um, but you know I like to, you know, when I bring God's word to whoever decides to listen, <laughs> the word of God says, you know, if you have an ear, let you know the church hear what that says the Lord, you know, and, you know, if you, you know, there's a, a, a secular saying that, you know, I see no evil, I hear no evil, I speak no evil, you know, you have the three monkeys, different ones doing different formation of the eye, ear, and the mouth, but God's word tells us that we need to hear the word of God and then to do it, and we are taught to speak it audibly because you said that, you know, God is, is not a respecter. I was talking to um, the apostle, like Dr. Valerie Ann Seabury today, that God is, is not a respecter of anyone or anything outside of himself. He is the holy God. He's a jealous God. And he's, he's not a respecter of any people, any person, you know. And um, he just wants, he, he will back his word, his word is his bond, um, and he'll let everything be destroyed except his word. I mean, he's very serious about it. So as, as the orator, uh, you know, and, and, and being able to be, and, um, uh, you know, um, Paul Robeson is an awesome, very tall, handsome, black African-American man. He was able to orate. He was such a great orator as, as he spoke words and people will come from miles around to hear this man speak. And so as, as ministers of the gospel, we're able to speak with our vocal cords, you know, the word of God. And, and you know, um, they, they, as they make the show horn, uh, show for horn, it, it's like our vocal cords. It's the same shape, you know, and they blow the trumpet in Zion. They blow this horn, you know, and, and it's like our esophagus is, is, you know, is like made to praise the Lord, whether it's in songs, words, and to speak out loud God's word. And, and some people, they have beautiful voices and different tones, you know, you have, you know, the tenor tones, the baritone, and the contralto, and the, the soprano, second soprano, the alto voices, uh, uh, you know, the people that really are way up sopranos. Um, but it's just amazing, you know, in spoken word or in singing, you know, these, these different type of sounds that people make in different regions around the world. So amazing that we're able to speak God's word. And people don't understand that it's such a powerful thing. And some people that do understand can't even speak, and they wish they could speak. Some people can't even hear, and they wish they could hear. Some people can't see, and they wish they could see. You know, they, they have eyes they can't see, you know, yet we have all of our being, and we need to praise God. God said that he will make the rock cry out. If, if man doesn't praise him, woman don't praise him, children, if, if the heavens don't praise him, 
The heavens declare the glory of God. If nothing praise him, he says he'll make a he'll create a rock to praise his holy name. So I, I beg to differ that, uh, in my personal opinion, I am not going to let a rock cry out to me. I'm not going to let a rock. So, you know, I have a big mouth. You know, I have, a, like, a, a command voice when I speak. You know, there's uh, people like, you know, you don't, you don't ask us to do it. You just be telling us. You just tell us. You don't ask our opinion, you know, you just tell, I know, I didn't know I was like that until this one white lady was like crying, like, like what are you talking about? I, I just, I asked you, didn't I? Wasn't I, wasn't I asking? Oh, I wasn't. <laughs> you said, no, you just tell. I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, I can't help it. I've been in the military since I was 14. You know, re, you know, signed up to, to serve, and that's all I know, you know, the word of God. So, Tonight is so it's such an exciting time. Ezekiel is a prophet of God. Ezekiel is a man that scares me. When I read the book of Ezekiel and, and every single chapter in Ezekiel, it's scary. The man had issues, man. And um, <laughs> I read it, and he's talking about eating dry bones. I'm like, oh, my God. He's talking about dry Valley of dead bones, I mean, bringing to life. This man was a scary guy. When he was so powerful, so here, he, 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 God is speaking to him, and uh, you got to just look at the history of the sky to study it. You know, to see that he was so serious about God's word, he spoke whatever he heard from the Lord. You know, and and it's amazing because God would come to this man, God Himself, because. In the first verse of chapter 24, you know, um, it said again, right, um, I think I actually wanted to read chapter 25, but then the Lord had me to write chapter 24. But let's, let's go with chapter 25 for, for a minute, okay, because that's what I really wanted, and then God switched it on me to 24. But it, it says the word, and, and the, the thing is, it says the, being a T-H-D, capital T, capital H, and capital E. The word. And so the is, is, is the article, but it's powerful because it's all in caps. Capital letters are something like, you know, when you're writing on the World Wide Web, they say don't write in caps because you're, you're yelling at people. So the word here, the the article of that is in caps. Then it says word, which is small, of the Lord, and it's all caps. So God, one of God's name is Lord. So he's the Lord of Lords. So it says the word of the Lord came to Ezekiel again, and, and it said, son of man, set thy face against the Amorites, right? And this is like in the 21st century, we as a people, you know, we have people fighting against people like, okay, right now we have Russia trying to, you know, um, beat down the Ukraines. You know, like, you can't down, you can't do this, you can't go there. So, you know, so God's word is saying to me, the priest to tell the Ukrainian people, you know, put your face against the, the Russians, <laughs> the Amorites, you know, and, and prophesy against them, you know. So what we have to do when we deal with God's word is to put it in the literal context, you know, the redaction of it, and make it be applicable to your life, which you're dealing with. 
you you can't be dealing with the word of God and 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 thinking, well, they're talking about Israel. Well, I'm not Israelite. I'm not a Jew, and it doesn't apply. No, the word of God applies to everybody, whether you're atheist, a man and woman. And tonight's subject, from after I read the scripture, we're going to be talking about women, woman, woman issues. We're going to be talking about male chauvinist pigs. Uh, where, you know, you have men that just don't understand and realize that God himself has put woman in authority because the man, uh, Dr. Seabury was sharing with me earlier today, um, and then Dr. Uh, uh, Wilson literally said it. She spoke it because the man decided not to do what God told man to do. And so they're standing down, they're, they're sitting down doing their own thing, except standing up and speaking God's word because man, remember, are the leaders of the people, you know, and they're, you know, kings and priests and so they're supposed to lead their house. They're supposed to lead the woman, right? But since they decide not to take on the vocation of doing what they're supposed to do, if God has called them and chosen to be the leader, you know, she said that God then set the woman up. The woman now is, is in position of power and authority to speak God's word. So if man was doing their job, the J-O-B, and it's not just over broke, it's the, the job of the, the vocation of ministry, if they were ministering the word of God, they, 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 there's no way a woman would have any faith to, to talk. They'd be like, you sit over there with all the women, and we men will just congregate over here, you know. And then one, you know, priest or prophet will speak to everybody, you know. Because men like to run things, right? But so Dr. Wilson was very, very, very clear about it. So when you read in God's word, you got to make it applicable to what you're, what God is saying. So when, when in chapter 25, where it says, um, "Son of man, set thy face against the Amorites," okay, you got to think of your enemy. You know, wherever you are, you may be in California. Southern California, and you have an enemy up north, you know, that's been messing with you, and God says, set your face against them and talk to them, you know, speak, prophesize against them, right? Or you may be in uh, Delaware, you know, the first state, you know, Delaware, the little small state where all the banks kind of congregate in tax-free state, you, you put the business there, you don't have to pay no state tax, anyway, <laughs> Delaware, um, or you may be in New Jersey, you know, New Jersey, when you just drive through and it's, you, you, you see it in your rearview mirror, it's like a small space. Um, but, yeah, you have, you're in East Orange, New Jersey, yet you have a problem with somebody in Patterson, New Jersey. God, you, so your enemy is in a different location, or they may just be across the street. So you got to understand, you got to make God's word applicable to what you're dealing with, your reality. As today, we'll be speaking about woman issue, woman and man issue, the love relationship. Why does a baby mama drama have to deal with all this stuff with one man who wants to have every woman on the street or every woman in the neighborhood or everyone in the community or everyone in the hood or everyone on every state? Or every, you know, they got somebody in Bermuda, they got somebody over in Bahamas, they got a woman over in Spain, and with the World Wide Web, you know, they texting and dapping and all this other stuff, you know, they they looking at pornography, what is that, pornography, 
online and all that. I mean, you, you compete with all this stuff. Why do a woman have to deal with that type of nonsense when the man says, baby, baby, I love you, and all this stuff? And she, you know, they, they knocking boots and stuff. If y'all don't know what I'm talking about, please um, look it up and um, Google it. <laughs> or maybe Webster's may have a dictionary conclusion. Or call one of the priests and ask them what, what did the archbishop just say. Okay, knocking booze is having a sexual intercourse, okay, with one another, a man and a woman I'm talking about. I'm not talking about any other, I'm talking about chromosome X and chromosome Y coming together and having sexual intercourse. So the woman, chromosome Y, is having, wait a minute, no, chromosome X <laughs> is having chromosome Y to come together. And, you know, they banging boots. Boots mean two legs. They're not doing six, nine. They're doing X, one. Okay. All right. You got to see the picture. Okay. So God is saying, why does a woman that, that is told by a man, I love you, if she has to deal with all these things that he feel that she is not enough for him? So we want to talk about it. So Ezekiel is talking about this. So let's read, and, and you'll see as I'm reading, as I'm going to go with where the Lord has brought me to, to Ezekiel chapter 24, and, and, and we'll read 1 through 27, and we'll come back to the, the issue of men and woman relationship, sexual relationship, love relationship of all sorts. And I, and I want it to be an open forum so that everyone has the opportunity just to just, just let loose on whatever the Holy Spirit gives you to say. It, it's very important. And the thing is, God said that the church is, is the pastor, it's the priest, supposed to tell the world what to do. It, it said that the saints shall judge the world. So if the church is not speaking, how is the world going to know what to do? It's going to be in total darkness. So what I'm saying is, if God's word speaking, so phone. I'm sorry. Me your okay. phone, Doctor Tish. Thanks. All right. So now Ezekiel 24. Now please stay with me. I know I'm long-winded, but I'm trying to break this down so you guys are free to speak. And I want you to talk clearly because the world is hurting in this area. I'm talking about it's not a black issue. It's not a Black Lives Matter issue, blackness only. This is a white woman's issue, you know. It's a, it's a Caucasian woman, an Anglo-Saxon woman's issue, uh, a, a woman that is, is lily white. It's a woman that is uh, uh, Asian, a, a Hispanic. Uh, it, it's a Jewish woman. It's, it's a woman. It's an Indian. It, it, it's, it's a woman that's in the land down under issue. You know, it's a woman. It's an issue that the woman in in Greece is dealing with, where her man steps out on her. Oh my gosh! Why does she he have to go to another woman when her ex is enough for his why? Huh? Do you get what I'm talking about? The ex and y chromosome. Get go stay with me, y'all. Stay with me. Understand what I'm saying? We're talking real. The church of the living God has to tell the people what you got to do. You're not supposed to step out on your woman. The woman, you're not supposed to step out on your man. Why are you going to another why? 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 Ask why? Here's why. 
It was saying, well, it may be smaller, it may be bigger. I don't know. But some people drop to the ground with this. They're wide. Oh, my God. That hurts. Oh, my God, man. That hurt me. That was really hurt. No, anyway. Some people ain't got nothing you can see. But, boy, when they get deep, deep into this thing, wow, it's powerful. <laughs> a force to be reckoned with, right? But he looked like he had nubs or something. I don't know what that is all about. Men be in the gym, be checking each other out. Trust me on that. They be measuring each other. You know, yeah, hey, man, I'm telling you, a man is a trip in the gym. So Ezekiel chapter 24 says this. Again, in the ninth year, in the tenth month, in the tenth day of the month, the ninth year, okay, say 2019, ninth year of the tenth month, so that's like October, in the 10th day, so the 10th day of October, 2019. The word of the Lord came unto me. So Ezekiel was a man that was very detailed. He had a diary, had to. He wrote things down. In God's word, to write the vision and make it plain on tablets so you will know what you just, what I just said to you, what, what you are to do. But those who read it, including yourself, will know what to do with the word that you wrote down what God said. Hell, he actually wrote the date and the time and the year and the very hour that God's word came to him. But yeah, yeah, God was so tight. It was just amazing. It was absolutely and you too, man and woman of God, that's listening to my voice today. It's, it's just like that. You are able to commune with God where other people cannot. Do you realize that when God created you, you are so unique to this world? God created you before time was. That's when you were created. You were not created when, when, when your mama and your daddy, whether you know them or not, whether they put you on a doorstep or they put you in a plastic bag and threw in the garbage can, whatever the problem is, they put you up for adoption, oh, you had a very old homolistic family, you didn't have a family that had issues, you had just, you didn't have any um, incest and all that stuff, when uncle was messing with the child and all, you know, I'm, coming, I'm talking real tonight, and I'm not sure why God had me going there, but these things are happening, where people are giving up their little five-year-old daughter for prostitution so that they can eat blood, what? Yes, it's happening in the world, from from Mexico to, I heard, to, to in the, I was in Philippines, man. I was in, in Asia Minor. I was up in that area, man. It's just amazing stuff that's going on. Uh, the whole family will give up a child to, 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 so that they can eat bread. And, and Mama San and Ajimo and, and Mama Rose, you know, would be counting the dollars of everything that they bought for that little child. And the GI would come over to the country and if he fall in love with that woman because she know how to make love. And he's going to go to Ajamal and Mama Rose and I'll pay for her to come out of that slavery. And then he had to bring all the family with him when he comes back to America. Now, y'all know what I'm talking about. I was there, so y'all can't lie to me. I saw it with my own eyes, man. If you didn't get conditioned black and the black plague when you were messing with all that stuff and sojo, you know, rice, 
you know, wine made from rice, it, it'll knock you out, man. It just, if you take some rice wine, it just, you don't feel nothing, but don't get up. <laughs> and then you mess with Mama Son and Ajumal and all of that, man, she put something on you. She put a Jones on you, right? You don't want that. You understand? So the word of God, let's get back to God's word. <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with the word. Because I, I have to speak when God is, 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 is talking to me to talk to the world because women are, are finding that they have to compete with other women instead of being able to be in sister, sisterhood, to, to, to love one another, to, to support. The, the, we used to have that the old woman would teach the young child how to cook and how to take care of her house and how to take care of the man, take care of her brothers. So when she grew up, she get married, she was able to take care of her own household and love upon her husband. But now the old woman is competing with the young woman for the 25-year-old man. Oh, my God. What? The, the grandma is, is, is messing with the, the grandbaby's boyfriend, and they're having competition. What? Grandma, grandma, come on, stay home, grandma. Leave my man alone. You have the mothers messing with the daughter's boyfriend. This stuff is happening. Why is the world going upside down and crazy? So I'm telling you, Ezekiel is speaking, and the Holy Spirit is, is talking to the Archbishop, Dr. Marcia Karen Smith Abrams, I'm to say to you, the world, stop this mess of fornication, adultery, illicit sex, and, and things that just is not right. And I'm talking about the church, y'all. Yeah, I, I haven't even stepped out of the secular world. I'm talking about what is happening in the church of the living God. There ain't nobody hiding in any closets anymore. Everybody didn't come out of their closet. You know what I mean? Everybody is, is doing their own thing and thinking that it's right for them to be like that. But the church, the, the holy ones of the church, the saints of the church have got to speak out so that the world will know what to do. The church has got to check itself. If the church ain't right, how is the world going to be right? It can't. So I'm talking to you pastors, you deacons, and you bishops, and then those that are in the, the church of the living God with your harem. You're messing with the, the, the stewards of the, the, on the door, the, the, the ushers. You pastors are messing with that woman who has a man who don't want to come to church because of you, man of God. You're messing with his wife. Why? Let me go back to the word of God because I think I only got to verse 1. Ezekiel chapter 24 says this. Open up your mouth. Verse 2 is a son of man. Write thee the name of the day, even this same day. The king of Babylon set himself against Jerusalem this day, the same day. But God is giving a warning to the king of Babylon, the man or the person that is your enemy. The woman, her enemy, is the other woman who's trying to mess with her man. She has a right to fight because he only gave her one child, or he didn't give her no child. But he made a, a statement that 
baby, baby, I love you. I want to be engaged to you, and you're the only one. When I first saw you in my eyes, and I just couldn't help myself. And you just, you know, and, and the men talk such sweet words in the ears of a woman. And they, they would come to me, and they'd say, Archbishop, he, he told me that he loved me. You see, the thing is with a woman, she literally believed the man when the man said he loved her. She literally believed it with her heart, her soul, every every energy that she has from the youth, man, as a child to a teenager to a, a young woman to a young adult woman to an older woman to, you know, a grown adult woman to a senior woman. She could be 99 years old. If a man said, baby, I love you, it just means so much. She literally trusts that man. And she will now turn around and give everything that she has of substance to this man. That word love is so powerful. It is so powerful that it it just rocks heaven and earth. Do you understand what I'm saying? The word love, L-O-V-E, is so powerful. It will stop a lion from roaring. I'm telling you, the word love. Oh, my God. Men, y'all got to be serious when you mess with women and tell them that you. Don't tell her you love her because she'll do everything. For, and don't tap that. Because you tap that, oh, my God, you're, not, you're really messed up. Because now she done lost her mind, okay? <laughs> you got this woman for life. Because, see, what happens in the, the, the formation of the X and the Y is there's a little thing that God puts into that um, spermosome, right? The sperm, okay? There's a drop of blood that's in there, right? And that drop of blood, now that drop of blood is blood to blood. And you put blood to blood. This is bond with that thing. That man now really literally is married to that woman for life. You literally have to have a divorce. So a woman that, you know, is tapping Johnny today and, and, and James tomorrow, or she doesn't tap five men the same day, every hour she took a shower and then she took another man and then took another shower and took another man, took another shower and then took Whatever, maybe it's her vocation. I gotta eat. I gotta be me. You don't have. You don't marry five men in in one day. That's not gonna leave you. And don't don't even allow that sperm to bust that egg open. That egg splits right open, and now you have now another human being come, and that human being turns from you know from. You know, is it a is it a frog? Is it a chicken? Is it a dog? You know, it's just be more growing in that womb, and then it, it bursts out the womb. Now you burst the womb. Oh my gosh, this man is is trapped with this woman and this child forever, till death do us part. It doesn't matter if she never take her to the altar. This stuff is serious, y'all. I am not playing. I'm I'm playing. God is saying. The enemy is is the enemy within me. The enemy in me is the enemy. So I'm saying to man, I'm saying to woman today, stop it. Ezekiel is saying, God saying, talk to the king of Babylon. Talk to him. Set himself. He has set himself against Jerusalem. 
the same day. That means the enemy has set himself against the children of God. The enemy has set himself or herself up to destroy God's kids, to destroy the the family, to destroy. You know what I'm saying? So when a man says, I love you, you you taking on that woman, period. And that's a forever love. Because that woman will never forget when she was 14 years old, she might have been a virgin. You said, I love you to her. She will remember your name forever until she dies. You see? And if you tap that, she will never forget her first love. And kissed her the first kiss. I don't know about men because I'm not a man. But I would need a man to come in and interject the interjection of what happens with a man when a man tells a woman. How did he feel when he told her that? Did it mean anything? I don't think it means anything to the man. I don't think he has a clue what he just said. Oh, maybe he wasn't schooled. He wasn't taught. You see, the thing is, I told you about the old woman that used to tell a young child what to do. There used to be old men that used to tell the young boys what to do, how to become man. We don't have that in this century. Why? Because the king of Babylon has destroyed Jerusalem. The king of Babylon, Satan, Lucifer, and all of them imps, is trying to destroy the family by taking out the church. They tell you, let me just get rid of that archbishop. I'm so tired of talking. Stop talking. You keep telling all my secrets. You, 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 you can't allow me to mess with the people. You, you're telling them the truth of the living God. So heal them. Ezekiel is saying, God is saying to talk to the enemy. Talk to the enemy in your camp. Talk to that man. Woman, if you have a man that told you that, that he loves you, talk to him and let him know. And listen, man, you done told me you love me. You are not going anywhere. And make sure you put him on lockdown. <laughs> Ladies, I'm not playing. Because if you do not allow, um, if you allow the man to go out that door once he told you that he left, take his cell phone away from him, okay? If he loves YouTube and all that online presence stuff, social media, a mediator, Take it from him because you have women knocking boots and stuff like that and showing off her. I, I don't know what they're wearing. Her thong? Is it a thong? I think it's a pants. Was that a pants? Well, did, did she have anything on? No, because her butt is all, is, is the thing going up her cheeks? Yeah. You know? But, 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 but she's walking down the street butt naked. What, what is going on? I'm talking about people in the church, y'all. Uh, I, I, I don't know about the secular society, because I'm not in the world. Uh, you know what I'm saying? The imagination. Uh, well, talk to me. Y'all, y'all, y'all quiet. I'm just saying. I can't even uh, get to the rest because they kill 24 here. You know what I mean? I'm saying, woman, why do you let your man go? Why? Because you love him? You know, God's word never told a woman to love a man. Do you, you hear me? You're like, baby, I love you. God never told you that. What a woman has to do is respect her man. R-E-S-P-C-T. That's what it means to me. You sock it to me, sock it to me. You, you show your man respect. He will Amen. turn Come on. upside down for you, lady. You, you 
cook for him when he comes home. Make sure he will go outside and make sure you stay home because he don't want to lose that good thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Anybody listen to me? Amen. Give the man yes. respect that is due unto him. God only wants respect and to be reverenced. You understand? God commanded the man that he should love his wife. That's the first commandment. God never told no woman to love no man. Woman, y'all got it all twisted because you're not being taught by anybody. You 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 open up and they used to say take an aspirin and put it between your knees. I don't know what the heck the aspirin going to do between your knees, but I think you have to do it. You kind of keep that thing closed and don't give it to them because that thing that's inside of you is precious cherry, man. It's, 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 it's beautiful things that will come from there. The fountain of youth, children, all kind of stuff. Whether God allow you to have a child or not, don't give up the stock. Don't give up the juice. And if you did make a mistake, well, you need to divorce that man whatever year that he tapped you. You got, I don't care how many Write it down, write the vision. Okay, open up a book, get a composition book, get get a five-star book in many pages, and write down every man that ever, ever came into your life. I don't care if it's an uncle, your dad, um, brother, a siblings, rivalry, the twin, you got raped, uh, you got uh, affected by a man in any way as a child. Write that name of that man down or that boy or that teenager, man-child. Because, see, a woman don't have that opportunity to do that. She's an ex. She, when she, she's ex, if you look at the ex, it's an open, it's two open sides. She's an open uh, vortex uh, of sorts. That why is it's like a, one open portion and a, and a long tail, Right. When that Y penetrates the X, that blood is, is there for life. You've got to destroy that. You divorce yourself from that man. Because if you never divorce him, the next man that you're dealing with, you're looking at the first man. Ain't that something? You think this new guy in your life that says he loves you is that old guy. You literally have dreams about the old guy. And he told you he loved you when he was 14. You're now 35. And you, you, you're looking at a, a new guy and at 35 and the one that talked to you 11 years prior, I think I'm doing my math wrong, but whatever that was, he is, he is affecting you because that's who you see, the Michael Mayo in your life or whatever that name he had. You remember that name. And one day, one day, you're going to have corporate sex with that man, X and Y, and he was going to call, oh, Michael, oh, Ralph, I'm sorry. What, what, what happened? <laughs> you see, I'm saying God is not a respecter of persons. He made us perfect in his own image. God is the one that formulated S-E-X. So that you could re, re, remake him in his image of him, right? 
So he made it so good that it'll mess you up. I, I, I talked to Dr. Stephen. I said, we're not going to go into the area of, we're just going to stay with women, okay? But the same thing that happens with a woman, the same thing when it comes to that area of your body, that organ, it is so, it, so funny. It's the only organ that is, is like a sewer. It's, it, some foul smell comes out of it. Yet it's the only organ where the sweetness and stuff happens, and everybody be looking at it, and they say they call it art. Like, what is that? It looks, it looks ugly. You ever look at that thing? It's like a Marion. Ew. Don't look at it. Don't. There's pleasure in that. The ugliest thing on your body is so much pleasure in it that, that, that brings all kind of stuff out of it, smelly stuff, stinking stuff. When you go to the bathroom, it's sore coming out of the same area. <laughs> really? Urination. All this foul smell. Yet it, 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 it caused people to come together as a community, as one. Whew. A man that loves a woman and he taps her, if that woman goes astray, you don't mess that man up. It, going astray means you see another guy and he talks some good stuff in your ears and then you're just like, oh, well, Michael, uh, oh, oh, honey, I, I, I still love you. How can you do that? You're confused. God is not the author of confusion. That stuff confuses people. That stuff will confuse a man to think that he's in love with another man. Like, really? I didn't know drops of blood going into anything, but yet they, they can, you see them arguing with each other for what? Because they, they're confused. You see, it, it, you don't want to mess with this stuff. So let's go to verse number three. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm going to stop in a minute here. It says, and utter a parable unto the rebellious house, and say unto them, Thus says the Lord, set on a pot, set it on, and also pour water into it. Gather the piece thereof into it. Every good piece, the thigh and the shoulder, fill it with the chosen bone. Take the chosen of the flock and burn also the bones under it and make it boil well and let them see the bones of it therein. Wherefore, thus says the Lord God, woe to the bloody city, to the pot whose scum is therein and whose scum is not gone out of it. Bring it out piece by piece and let not lot fall upon it. For her blood is in the midst of her. She set it upon the top of a rock. She poured it upon the ground to cover it with dust that it might cause fury to come up to take vengeance. I have set her blood upon the top of a rock that it should not be covered. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, woe to the bloody city. I will even make the pile for fire great. Heaps of wood, kindle the fire, consume the flesh, and spice it well, and let the bone be burned. Then set it empty upon the coal thereof, that the brass of it may not 
be hot, may be hot and may burn, and that the filthiness of it may be molten in it, that the scum of it may be consumed. She has wearied herself with lies, and her great scum, when not forced out of her, her scum shall be in the fire. In thy filthiness, in lewdness, because I have purged thee, and thou was not purged, then thus shall not, thou shall not be purged from thy filthiness anymore, till I have caused my fury to rest upon thee. I, the Lord, have spoken it. It shall come to pass, and it will do it. I will not go back. Neither, neither will I spare. Neither will I repent. According to thy ways and according to thy doing, shall they judge thee, that the Lord God, all caps, man, L-O-R-D, capital G-O-D, all caps. Now God, and say his name two times really loud. God is speaking. Everyone that can read this and interpret what I'm saying, God is speaking to you. He's talking about a bloody city. He's talking about, you know, my interpretation at this moment is, you know, a man, the sperm is so and the blood coming and putting his blood and entrapping somebody and putting them in bondage to them. And men know what they're doing, ladies. They literally talk to one another. And they say, this is what you got to do, man, so you can hold them, so you can keep them. They don't care about loving you. That's not good because man is commanded to love you. But how can he love more than one? It's confusion after outside of one. It's bad enough trying to deal with one woman, but then you want to deal with two or three, four, five. Come on, they can't do it. Men don't think that way. They're logical. They can't think. They can't split this. A woman can wear many hats, but a man cannot. Isn't that something? So the word of God is saying in verse 15, Ezekiel 24, and I'm going to wrap it up and then, Uh, We're going to talk about women issues and so forth, men issues and the love relationship, the husband and the wife, or a man that tells a woman that he wants to be engaged to her, or a single woman. We're just going to talk about these things that are happening in the world and the hurt and the pain that women have been going through and the abuse of this love thing, people that took advantage of the word love and, and, and left that woman behind. And she's still in love with that man. Archbishop, he told me that he loved me. I gave him $2,000, my hard-earned money. I, I, I gave him all that I had, and he's gone to another woman. Oh, my God. What am I supposed to say? How am I supposed to counsel her? What? All I can give her is the word of God. But she's got to divorce that guy. She's got to divorce the guy who talked to her in her ears and told her that he loved her. She's literally got to come and we got to excommunicate that. We got to do an exorcism to remove that spirit that was placed on her. I'm telling you the truth. And don't let the, the baby that comes be aborted. Oh my God, you got another mental issue that's going on. Because the abortion that is when they pull that baby out of that womb, that woman will never heal from that. I don't care if the, the, the woman power and 
I am woman, hear me roar, power. You done lost a child. Your own body would suck the life out of you. That hurts forever. You remember the day that that happened. You remember the date of that death of that child forever. You never forget. And there's nobody else around that will even minister to you because they don't know what you're going through. And every year that day comes, you remember that child that you lost. And some man told you to get rid of it. He didn't want it. But he, after you get rid of it, he's going to bang you again? What? Lady, please. Speaking to us today. It says in verse 15, as also the word of God is saying, the Lord also the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, behold, I take away from thee the desire of thine eyes with a stroke. Yet neither shall thou mourn nor weep, neither shall thy tear run down, or bear thy cry, make no mourning for the dead, bind the tears, the tires of thine head upon thee, and put on thy shoe upon thy face, and cover not thy lips, and eat not the bread of men. So I speak unto the people in the morning, and at the eve my wife died. And I did in the morning as I was commanded. And the people said unto me, Wilt thou not tell us what these things are to us, that thou doest so? Then I answered them, The word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Speak unto the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will profane my sanctuary and the excellency of my strength, the desire of my eyes, and that which your soul pities, and your sons and your daughters whom you have left shall fall by the sword. Ye And ye shall do as I have done. Ye shall not cover your lips nor eat the bread of men, and your Tears shall be upon your head and your shoes upon your feet and shall not mourn nor weep, but you shall pine away for your iniquities and mourn one towards another. Thus Ezekiel is upon unto you a sign. According to all that has done shall ye do. And when this cometh, ye shall know that I am the Lord God. Also, Thou, thou son of man, shall it not be in the day when I take from them their strength, the joy of their glory, the desire of their eyes, and that where up on they set their mind, their sons and their daughters, that he that escaped in that day shall come upon thee to cause thee to hear it with thy ears in that day shall thy mouth be open to him which is escaped, and thou shalt speak and be no more dumb, and thou shalt be assigned unto them, and they shall know that I am the Lord. See, the prophet of God is the one that can interpret. When you're dealing with a male figure and you've been hurt to communicate it or even talk about it or even 
have a discussion. Mm-hmm. So I encourage all of you um, to, as you are led by the Spirit of God, don't be ashamed because the more that you talk and communicate about it, it erases that residue, those things that happen to you. Um, we know when we are in the forgiving state and the process to forgive someone, it may take a, a minute or two, you know, it's a process in everything that we do in life when mm. you have to receive your product in order to move forward and keep moving forward and not look back. Mm. So um, men, because we're on this subject, um, we know balance is key in life to any relationship that you deal with, whether you are single. Um, of course, uh, it would include divorce, I guess. I mean, that would, because that yeah. was, you was once married. But single, um, some people single, like as, as, as myself, is by association, which I call it. I associate by association, meaning platonically to me, and I make it clear to them, you do what you want, I do what I want, but we have to respect unity and love from one to another, and there will be no attachments in reference to um, penetrating, excuse my expression, or sex, I should say, of relations in that sense because, again, as Dr. Massey mentioned, once um, you deal with a man and you're penetrating or, or have sex with them, their whole emotions, their, um, their personality, their character, all that is inside of you. And this is why I understand now why, and it took me years to understand some of this, why God say um, it's better to be married than to burn mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. To, and to get married. You know, because he knows sex, and, and which I don't like calling it sex. I like saying making love because that's mm-hmm. what I do. Mm-hmm. And making love um, is a real thing. It's good, and it's um, and it balances that man and woman out. Mm-hmm. And this is the way God created us in life, and He knew it would be good. That's why He wants us to be married. And it take and it's and it's hard. Um, uh, I don't have my share. Oh, my gosh. But one thing I've learned um, is to allow people to be who they are, to um, listen, to um, not be judgmental, and keep mm-hmm. it real. Right. I'm right. not going to play with with, with any of, of that because relationships are serious. That's a serious mm-hmm. thing to me. Um, if we're not going to be in relations, then we're going to be friends. And and we as women, we got to stand up and continue to do the best that we can. I had to learn, you know, friends, you're going to be friends, we're going to be strictly friends. That means friends don't be doing all the whole lot of stuff like kissy-kissy and touchy-touchy and all that type stuff and, and um, lay laying down with it. No, we're going to be friends. We're going to be straight up friends. It's like the word say, let's define the word friendship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We should be able to talk about anything and all of that, but the only thing, the difference is you won't be having sex with me and you mm. won't be touching all over me like you want to have sex or, mm. you know, or or any other things that you do. So um, men in the church, 
Mm-hmm. Um, they play a, some of them, and I'm not judging them. Clear, hear me clearly. When I start to talk, there's no judgment here. I'm just I'm stating facts, and I'm using them for an example. That's all I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I had, you know, some that made me feel some type of way. Mm-hmm. And then my last thing I'm going to talk about with the last dealing with was O'Neill Johnson and Alfred Gladden. I'm going to mention some names, and mm-hmm. it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm not here to put anybody down or nothing. I'm just using them for example. I didn't mean to really say their name, but it's, it's out there now. It is the Holy Spirit, man. It's the Holy Spirit. He he, he let yeah, them. Yeah, you know, because <laughs> I'm not here to badger. And if they ever hear this, hear me, O'Neill Johnson and Alpha Gladden is not to badger you or to like I'm telling on you. We are all adults here, mm-hmm. and I just I'm just using you as a as in a past example, and I'm so glad. Glory to God that it's past. Amen. Hallelujah. That I got over the hump because of my heavenly father. And I had to get serious mm-hmm. about some things about Valerie and how the emotions of Valerie Seabury uh, run through her veins, mm-hmm. how she is designed by God, fearfully and wonderfully made. But mm-hmm. I have to have balance, and I must know how, when, where, who, and what time I'm dealing with mm-hmm. a man, a man. Mm-hmm. And I had to be taught by God what it really is like as you look at the precepts and, and what God says about how we should deal with our men, mm-hmm. period, mm-hmm. and point blank. So I had to learn, and I'm still learning, because it's forever changing. And then with this advanced technology, mm-hmm. we have a lot of advanced um, men <laughs> who likes to play games. For one thing, mm-hmm. uh, example, um, I have to remind them, my name is Queen Bee, not Peasant Bee. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to sound like in the world or childish. I'm keeping it real. Mm-hmm. You will not come, meaning you will not come to me any kind of way out the side of your mouth or mm-hmm. as they say in the world with your neck when you're talking crazy and they call it pig Latin for an example of a, a slang term mm-hmm. and you using that to try to manipulate mm-hmm. me in a sense that I want that I'm going to fall for it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh have I fell for so many okie dokes oh yes I have Mm-hmm. Have I been hurt and ridiculed mm-hmm. with a man? Oh, yes, I have. I have gotten to the point that I had a young, who was 10 years older than me, 10 years younger than me, and I was 10 years old. They was laughing at me, talking about I was riding a cradle, but it was, you know, it was then. And, you know, I, that happened, even though that was out in part of the world. But I'm going to tell you about me. I was 15, saved. I had one foot in the church and one out. And this mm-hmm. is why I'm using those mm-hmm. these guys as an example. And the mm-hmm. last one that was in the church was that last one. Mm-hmm. And I, he, he thought that I was a playground. Now, see, when I sit down and when I talk to you, whether you're male or female, and when I tell you something, please don't, don't play with me. 
because God had to help me. Now I used to be real bad that I will cut. I will cut mm-hmm. you, not mm-hmm. in, in a word in a way with a knife. I'm mm-hmm. talking about too short to walk. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they would they would use the cuss word, but I wouldn't dare do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I will I will drop you like a bad habit. In other words. Right, and right. as I use, excuse my expression, no disrespect to no one. And right. this is how I had to deal with how I could get myself to be strong and forget about them because either you're going to come correct or we're going to deal and do what we got to do according to the will and the way and the word of God. I wasn't always like that. Right. I re- recommitted from the age 15 to 1998. That's when I recommitted. That's how long I've been out there, and that's how long God dealt with me. I had to find out who I was and whose I am in God. Amen. And then and only then how I was able to deal with men. Mm -hmm. And I know everybody's different. And then, even then, I didn't have it all together. God still is teaching me. And this last one called me and told me, that they want to get into me, um, get to know me better, and like they was really wanted to be ready to court and start a relationship. Mm. But to God be the glory, they thought they was playing on the playground. After mm. they know, let me let you know, I don't play. I do not play games. When you start with me, what you say out your mouth, I'm listening and I'm taking heed. So make sure you be very careful how you deal with me. I can't help how you deal with others. Mm-hmm. Be very mindful of how you deal with me. I'm letting you know you will receive the wrath of God. God ain't playing. Right. right. I am his child. You may be his child, too, at the same time, but you will not play here. This is not a public playground where you can come and choose which way you want to set and lay your head on mm-hmm. each of the, the, of the swings or you want to swing today. Or you want to take and ride down the sliding board. I want to slick and slide here today. Mm. And then um, you want to act real stupid, and then you want to climb on the monkey pole because you want to show off. Mm. No, you won't. You will not do that here. Mm -hmm. Because, again, my name is Queen V. I'm serious. I had to actually changed my stage name, and that's because I was mauling, professing, and all that. And as I got into the years with God, I kept Queen V because I am a queen. And just mm-hmm. like I can tell, tell them the big one, not the little one. Yeah, mm-hmm. come on. Absolutely. So, and then I look at the, what the, a queen is, and we belong to the Lord. And that mm-hmm. we are not perfect in God either, but at the same time, we do have balance of women and I'll say this to the, until I leave this earth, men always taking the first step to messing up something. I don't care what nobody say. They mm-hmm. do. We as women make a lot of mistakes too. But mm-hmm. these men, they do. Mm-hmm. And I'm not playing with them. So I had to let them know, you, you thought you had a playground? Mm-hmm. And then going to tell me, come over and do all that, and then going to play with me? And then the, the very next weekend mm-hmm. of me coming over there on on a Thursday or whatever, they're going to call me and going to say, I have to let you go. 
Mm. No, what you was doing, and God showed me, don't play with me. You wanted to show the guys at church because there was all the time they walk past, they all talking and looking, that you can get this or that. And mm. I, I could get her to talk to me, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could get her lying down in my bed. He might have been recording me. Who knows? I really don't know to this day. Mm-hmm. Even I had that done to me out of disrespect, you know, right. when I was a little bit more out in the world, you know, and but my foot. But this very last one. Mm-hmm. And even the, the the last, very last two, I mm-hmm. lied and had the girl at, at Friendship Baptist Church, I'll never forget, and sit there and knew, and I was crying, standing up there, and, and when and I God had to teach me the Holy Spirit, I heard clear as day because I just recommitted my life in 1998. We was friends until we kept hugging, and then our faces hit, and I wound up kissing them, and I ran in the house. <laughs> And he been giving me flowers ever since. And then next thing I know, I was in the bed. Oh, He's wow. I don't have no shame. It ain't no game Yeah. And for me. And I just was like, wow, okay. And then God, hold the Holy Spirit, clear as day. Because I want people to hear this. God will talk to you yeah. in the midst of your storm when you're, yeah. when you're making mistakes. And you belong mm-hmm. to him. You, we put nobody before him. I don't care. Come hell or hot water. That's what he means. So I heard the Holy Spirit clear as day. Get out of his bed now and mm-hmm. go home. Amen. I was so convicted. Uh, mm-hmm. You know how small one little piece of crumb is. Yeah. I, I was worse than that. You can't even. You couldn't even see the crumb. That's how mm-hmm. bad I felt. You know, a conviction beating is worse than a physical beating in any day. Mm-hmm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So uh, let us all continue to be reminded. Sometime, as God leads you, talk about these things. Don't be ashamed. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. Be ashamed. yeah. I don't been through yeah, all. I don't see you have stuff. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The church needs to have sessions like these, uh, testimonial. That that you know, if there's anyone else want to bring in their subject matter i today is open forum because you know it's it's god allows us to continue i think it's it's great because people don't have an outlet you know it's like christian people going to unsaved ungodly secular psychiatrists Mm -hmm. when they should be coming to the household of faith but but what happened is you have people that in the household of faith that hear something and they spread it, gossip, hurry, go, come back and bring it somewhere, and that is not what it's supposed to be doing. We we, we just have to listen to what the people are going through, and you have to have that ear of, of God. You know, it's like um, the Catholic because Catholic people had that where they would have the priest list in a booth somewhere. And then the person that was having some kind of problem would go into the next booth, I guess like a, a phone booth, and then they would, you know, the priest would be, you know, you couldn't see, the priest couldn't see who was coming into that booth, but the person was able to speak out what they yeah. went through. So I want the woman through, to explain yeah. that stuff. And if we need to um, divorce that, you know, we need to do that too and, and separate you from that person and calling out their name is really important because as you know as Jesus Christ went across that water 
and and as we remember the storm and almost broke up the the, the the boat and everything, when he stepped on that land, the man that was in the graveyard that was tearing himself up, God said, Jesus, right, in the form of man, said, what is your name? And he said, leave us alone, you know, oh, and they said his name was Legion. So the calling out that name is really important. So that's no accident that the Holy Spirit allowed that because you got to let that, because that, that's pain, you know, and you let that pain go and it'll never come back to you. So calling out the name is, yeah. I, I, I think that was a, yeah. a, a good thing that happened tonight, really. So if anyone else wants yeah. to um, jump in and speak and, and on the subject of woman, love, man, um, relationship or something, a deep hurt that that love had something to do with. Tina Jones, no, Tina Turner, who died, said, what's love got to do with it? She didn't think love had anything to do with anything. That was her song. Made her a lot of money. But I believe that love is from Genesis to Revelation. For God so loved the world, love can heal. But love can also yeah, hurt. It has a lot to do with it. Amen. It has everything to do with it. So I don't know, would anyone else like to voice their opinion? I, I don't want anybody to be scared not to speak. <laughs> please, please. Thank the Lord. Free. That's all I can say, y'all. Stay your course. Don't, you know, as God leads you, don't, don't feel ashamed of anything. What God has given us, in, in this time, in this dispensation of creating us, this journey called life, mm-hmm. and what you do with it according to his will and his way and his word. Oh, God always says, we wouldn't all say that as many times. Adam does, uh, please, Lord, thank you for deliverance. Amen. Because I'm not perfect, and I, and I keep that real. I wouldn't say you know, all things. And I'm going to share some of the things, you know. You know, I, I've been out there before. I'm, I'm not a, a saint. And I know what it's like. I know what I liked. And, I, and, and look, this is one of the things I always say, which is a great example. Then I'm going to leave it right here. Mm-hmm. Just because I can count on my finger some of the men that I had that don't make me any better than a whore prostitute, skeezer, or skank that's walking mm. out there right now. Excuse my expression. I, I'm keeping it real. And mm. this is why even with this broadcast that's going live, this is what God told me, keep it real according to the will and the way and the mm. word of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. But express your feelings. So, Dr. Mm-hmm. Master, we have to do this on, on, on some Thursday. And moving forward with certain subjects as the Lord leads. Yeah, I, I think with the so. world like this. Let's keep it open that um, because um, there was uh, a gentleman, and I, I saw his um, um, uh, online presence, um, and he he was mostly like an abuser of women, um, you know, and the women, they gravitated to that one comment he made and then all of a sudden he became a millionaire because of all these online women challenging him. Um, so the issue of women is we really need to support each other, and we've all gone through so much hell on earth from the 
from the highest Supreme Court justice that's a female to the lowest uh, ranking five-year-old now that is all of a sudden being a five-year-old girl, that their family's giving them over to some group of people or a man to have this thing. Or she could just be at home, mom's gone to work, dad's gone to work, and they, they left this five-year-old with the, 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 her cousin that's a boy or, or older man or uncle or whatever. The parents trust their brother or, or their son or whatever, and this, this man taking advantage of this five-year-old girl to the point that incest occurs. We got to talk about this, though, because this stuff hurts, and it hurts for life, and people don't have a, a, a area to let that out because it's, it's a shame. It's a, a taboo. But God can, he can heal everything. As a matter of fact, that, that happened to you, seriously, is ministry because only you can minister to someone else who is going through that very same emotional scar that has happened or is about to happen or is happening. You can minister to that, write a book about what you experienced, and, and that, that is what you can talk about, and that is true ministry to talk about a subject. Because every time you're talking about it, you beat nothing down. It can't come back and hurt you anymore. But when you're keeping it in, how Satan... Um, really put people and keep people in darkness and in incarceration within their own mind is he keeps like like you said the Holy Spirit spoke to you he speaks Satan and Lucifer and all of them speaks to people say remember what you did you can't talk about God you remember what you did and and it's like oh yeah I did that so you now feel shy to talk about an issue of life that happened in your life. And God can use. If you look at the Bible, man, all these people are all messed up. All of the famous people, I don't know what Ezekiel went through, but it must have been something serious for him to write all all these pages. He was something happened to him, and he was able to. Okay, I'm going to talk to the children of God for real. God is, you know, you bloody city. Something happened to him in his life. He was not perfect. Elijah wasn't perfect. None of the David definitely wasn't. Everybody know David, you know, you know, tap Bathsheba. Well, David had like six hundred women that were concubines. He had sex with everybody, all right. So Solomon had six hundred wives. So these men all have issues. Moses killed somebody. So if you look at the Bible. Uh, Abraham, I don't know what Abraham did, but he did something that caused God to, um, I don't know, his, his his father made idols or something, and they got rich off of that. Uh, I think Abraham was from a place called Iran now. It's now Iran. It's something like that. I think that's where he's from. But anyway, if anyone else would like to speak tonight, the floor is open. Amen. Um, this Pastor Tamia. Um, at first, I wasn't going to say anything because 
for me, I'm literally going through this situation right now. Mm. You know, and I would take this as a part of my healing process and my mm. testimony. Um, at the same time, you know, we all, especially when you went back to the, and it was funny because as you were saying what you were saying, for years I've heard a prophecy about me writing a book mm. about my mm. life. Just for talking, God gave me the name of the book after all Amen. these years. Amen. Because I never knew what to call it or how would I even begin to write it. Mm. And God just gave me the name, so I just wrote it down and I saved it. So I have the title of the book. What but is it? My journey. What's the book? I want to know. What's uh, the name? What's the name? I want to buy the first copy. Well, God just told God just told me, "Truth be told." Nice. Nice. Truth be told. Yep, that's the name of the book. God just gave it to me right here. After all the years of the prophecies, this is the first time God gave a name to that book, and he told me, truth be told. Wow. So for me, I'm going to just speak on my experience um, and my relationship with men, because I've been just dealing with it all my life. Um, mine started, though, I would say, um, from the age of five. And from Ooh. the age of five, I was by my cousin. And then my mother had, <laughs> until today, that's the reason why I am terrified of dogs. Um, I am extremely terrified of dogs. And so I know that there's a lot of things that are still kind of in me that I did not fully heal from. Mm-hmm. And just us having this conversation, God just told me to talk about it. So mm-hmm. from, Give us strength, God. from the age of five, you know, uh-huh. I had trauma of being molested by my cousin. He was my mother's best friend and cousin, and they hung around each other every day. So he used to have this pit bull. And he was sicking on me to try to get me to perform or sex on him and things like that. And mm-hmm. a lot of the times I didn't want to do it. This is my cousin. I feel uncomfortable. You know, <clears throat> I'm five years old, and I remember it like it was yesterday, like it was today. Mm-hmm. And he would sick this dog on me, and tell me that the dog going to bite me if I don't do what he wants me to do. So one time he was even doing some sexual acts and put a sock in my mouth. Mm. I'll never forget that. <laughs> and put a sock in my mouth so I wouldn't moan or scream or, you know, make too much noise and stuff like that. And then my mother had boyfriends, <laughs> you know, and then two of her boyfriends, did, three of her boyfriends did the same thing, Mr. Terry, the Will, and Mr. Gary. Three men. So that's four men that have molested me from the age of five to 12. Then I was 13 coming home from school. That's when I officially lost my virginity due to rape. We had a whole court case and everything. So after that moment, you know, I kind of started dealing with that sex spirit now, (laughs) you know, and it started attacking me because the men don't understand the power that they have. You know, when it comes to the female, you know, mm-hmm. they don't respect us in no way, shape, or form. They mostly, all they look at us as are sex objects. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like, so for me, that's kind of what I became. You know, mm-hmm. I became a sex object. And I'm not proud to say <laughs> I have had my experience of men. There haven't been five or ten men. You know, this is something I, I had a, I can say I've had a, a experience with a lot of men. I have, you know, and I picked up that spirit 
And so from there, I remember my mother started getting sick, and her starting to get sick. Um, I kind of went out. <laughs> it was the Spanish building. And so from there, I just started selling myself at the age mm-hmm. of 14. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> 14 years old. I'm having sex with men for money. My mother's in the hospital. She's sick. She can't pay bills. You know, so things started getting hard for me. And so then now, you know, I'm 14 years old. I'm here on the block, you know, sleeping with men I don't even know for money. You know, Mm -hmm. my father was never there to teach me. My father was never there to love me. He was never there to give me what I needed, you know, to respect myself, Mm -hmm. you know, and then, I really don't want to hear from my mother because she keeps grilling it in me, you know, but then you are the same woman that have these men in our house that are molesting me. (laughs) So how am I supposed to even listen to you? Then you start going to church and all these things. And, and I do understand, you know, she was out in the world or whatever, trying to get her life together, trying to look for love, you know, men telling her that they love her, you know, (laughs) and she's letting them in the house because she's trusting them. And mm-hmm. she's loving them, but they're hurting me, you know. Mm-hmm. And so me going through that whole process, you know, and from there I became a teenage mom, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and I've been looking for love, looking for love, looking for love. And then when I get older, I try to come back to church to find the love. Mm-hmm. But now it's the bishops <laughs> that are trying to have sex with me. Now it's the apostles trying to have sex with me. And these are married apostles, married mm-hmm. bishops. You know, preaching everywhere, <clears throat> well-known pastors and bishops, apostles, prophets, you say, mm-hmm. you know. And so now I feel like, well, <laughs> I don't even want to go to – I might as well be in the world now because me mm-hmm. trying to come to church and look for God in the church, I can't because even these men, you know, even too when they talk about how the woman should uh, be quiet and listen to the man preach over her, she should listen in silence. But it's like, how am I even going to listen to you <laughs> and you're sleeping with everybody in the church and then you're trying to sleep with me and I'm genuinely trying to seek God. I'm genuinely trying to be free from this stuff. I'm mm. trying to be free from the sex spirit. I'm trying to be free from, you know, the hurt of men. And then I come in the church and it's hurt in the church too. So it's mm. like, well, where do I find that love? Mm-hmm. You know? So all of my life, I've just been looking for this love, looking for that love that I've been missing. And so even with my recent experience, I got married, you know, and the day after my wedding, everything that I worked so hard for, everything that, you know, just literally went down the drain the very next day after the wedding. And a lot of the signs, I feel like God was showing me, like, Mm. you know, sometimes you'll really love somebody so much. Mm-hmm. that you literally lose your own self. Right. You know, and that's why I know God wants us to love, but he wants us to be wise and love. You know, sometimes you'll love somebody, you'll give them everything that you have. You'll give them all the money. You'll cook every meal that they eat. You'll wash all of their clothes. You mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You won't even sleep at night because you're between taking care of kids, between mm-hmm. taking care of this man, and you even forgot about yourself. You're not mm-hmm. even getting your nails done anymore. You're not getting your hair done anymore. You're mm-hmm. not able to dress up and go out and enjoy your life anymore because mm-hmm. you're so busy 
catering to somebody else because all you want is love. Mm. And you feel like, okay, if I sacrifice myself, <laughs> this is my way of showing love. Mm-hmm. You know, if I give this man everything that he wants and he desires sexually, um, physically, emotionally, spiritually, I give you all of me, mm-hmm. you know, but then when it's my turn, you don't know how to love me. You know, I've been in abusive relationships. A man mm-hmm. bit my face. And I got 37 stitches in my face. He literally bit me to the point where he broke my, tore my lip off. Mm. They had to stitch my lip back together to my face, and I still have that wound. Mm-hmm. I end up in another relationship after that. This man is putting his hands on me. You know, mm. then it began to be a cycle. And then even the situation with the man that I just married, he hit me two weeks before my wedding. Actually, Apostle uh, uh, Dr. Um, Apostle Val- uh, Dr. Valerie and Dr. Kiss, they were there. <laughs> you know, he literally punched me in my face two weeks before my wedding. Mm. And then I was so <laughs> still willing to go forward and forgive. Mm. So, and then the day after that, <laughs> you know, that was a whole nother thing. They seen that they were there. It was a whole nother thing. And it's like, when are you going to have my back? You know, so sometimes... I feel like the men don't. Okay, the the day after the wedding, what happened? Yeah, the day after my wedding, it was just a whole nother episode. That was just another story. (laughs) And that was the day we actually separated. So we had the entire wedding. We did the whole ceremony. We Mm -hmm. did everything. Everything was just falling apart the whole entire time, even getting to the wedding. My car had broke down (laughs) on the highway. So it was like a lot of signs God was giving me, but when I was on the highway, I remember God saying, trust me. Mm-hmm. God was trust me. And so I'm like, okay, God. Then after God said, trust me, my car broke down. I'm mm-hmm. like, God, you told me to trust you, <laughs> but my car broke down. You know, mm-hmm. then we get to the wedding. Uh, the person couldn't do my hair, and I couldn't go get my nails done. And then it was just so many things taking place. We were extremely late because we were trying to do so much in so little time due to the fact that I was stranded on the road for about five hours. <laughs> you know, so going through this whole situation, God was trying to show me something. Yes. And God, as, and so at first I didn't get it because all I did was cry for like the first few weeks. Thank mm-hmm. God for uh, Dr. Tish and Dr. Valerie, but Dr. Valerie, honey, I, she's, she's put up <laughs> with a lot, me crying and me breaking down and all that stuff. Like you said, the woman has to stick together, you know, yeah. because if it wasn't for God using them, oh, Lord, I would have been in here going crazy. You know, mm-hmm. my children are gone for the summer because my mind, I'm supposed to be honeymooning with my husband all summer, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, but God was showing me something. God is like, you have to break a cycle, right? you know, right. and you have to show men how to love you. You know, you have to make them love you the way that you want and deserve and need to be loved. Mm-hmm. You know, and all these things that are, have been happening to me is because it's been a generational curse thing, you know, and I have been living in that. You know, mm-hmm. so God has been in here. I've been home all summer long, you know, mm-hmm. and so God has been having his time with me alone. God is like, now that I got you alone, I need you to start seeing some things because these are things that I need you to use as your testimony. Because yeah. there are girls 
have been through what I've been through and don't know how to break out of it. They're mm-hmm. literally losing their minds, ending up in mental, mental institutes. Some of them are in jail for the rest of their life because a man hit them or molested their children, and they went crazy and lost it and stabbed them to death or burned mm-hmm. the man on fire or all of these things because of these situations that have happened. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> some of mm-hmm. them have came across these men as they got older, and, you know, they didn't see them <laughs> and literally killed them and shot them. Remember mm. me? I'm the little girl you molested or you raped, and boom, mm. they killed them. <laughs> you know, so it reminds me of the woman thou art loose with uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes. I don't know if y'all seen that. Mm-hmm. I felt like that girl. I felt like that girl so much. And as I begin to really tell my story, and it's funny how God just gave me the name of that book, mm-hmm. I'm really going to start writing. <laughs> That's what I, the more Wait, that I've been home alone, you have uh-huh. the you have the recording, you have the video, you have the radio broadcast. Uh, from the radio, the transcript can be downloaded into the written word for just to be your ebook. You know, it's so much we can do. But the first, first of all, with the marriage that is was just a few days ago, you can annul that. You know, get rid. So you can immediately divorce and annul that that blood that's inside of you by doing the literal divorce and now you bind and rebuke it like what Jesus did with the man that was cutting himself in the graveyard. Um, and the, 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 the demon and all the things that was inside of him, the hurt and the pain while he's cutting himself, that he was going through, the torment from his mind, is he was cutting himself and he, he was, you know, they, they had him in chains to the, the cemetery tomb, right? And and so what God said to him is, what is your name? So the the, the thing inside this man was the, what was, was answering God. And, and what it said to him, don't, it's not our time yet. It, that's what it said. It's not our time yet. See, Lucifer yeah. has time that it, it's going to be locked up and chained forever. It's a, a thousand year period. And and so that yeah. time does not come for that time. So so God then said, What is your name? And so when you call out that name of that man that just punched you in the face, you're calling out that yeah. name very important. And now you can cast yeah. that name into the pit of hell. So what God did, yeah. he said this word and believe it or not, it's only two letters. He said yeah. G, capital G, and a small O, go. And all 1,000, right. he said his name was Legion. That was 1,000 demons in this one person's body. And when the thing left, it, it said that it ran into the store. It, it said, God, can I go into the, because it, it literally had to ask God, I don't want to be, you know, in a body, in, outside of a body. I need to be in the body. Can can we go into the swine, the pigs? So God said, yeah. go. And all those pigs got that thing, and it's the thousands and thousands of livestock, like, ran squealing all over, and they killed themselves. They jumped off the cliff, and they killed themselves because this man was tormented with all of that. And, they, and, and so the whole community, that whole region, lost their economy because of that one word, 
go. It's very important to divorce that man. And, 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 and to write down in your book, write down every name of every man that's ever penetrated you. And if you don't remember the name, the very action of when that situation was happening, you can remember the well, detail in detail, <laughs> three-dimensional, like you just said. I was five years old, and it is as if it's happening to me right now. So, so yeah. that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of women that are going through stuff that happened to them when they were a child, when they were youth. So you got to write down yeah. the details. You don't remember the man's name, but you remember the situation. And then you divorce that situation and then have the priest then put the oil and the, you know, the holy water and whatever. I'm just being a little bit facetious. But my mom would say, hey, tell him and tell him. She scared the hell out of everybody in the church when she got the whole spirit in her. But I'm just saying you got to have a righteous man or woman of God to just, just re- cast out. It's the exorcism of that thing, that hurt, that pain out of you, and, and you cast it into the pit of hell before time. And, and so now it's locked up in this chain, of, and it can never ever come back to your dwelling place, and then you anoint your house with oil, the, the oil, olive oil. The olive oil is so powerful that nothing, no demons can ever come into the oil. It, it's something about God anointed that oil so that nothing can penetrate it, right? And then the holy water, it's just like a bottle of water. You pray over it, and you made it holy water. God, remember how he, he healed that water, right, at the wedding, and turn it into precious wine, right? So that holy water now, when, when you spill that all over you and all around you and all your surroundings, you you know, you, you, there's certain things that you're doing that will cast that stuff out, and then you have to forgive every one of those names. Not only do you have to forgive them, guess who you, the most important person that you have to forgive more than any other of those names? You have to forgive yourself, you, because no. you did not do anything wrong. It was not you, and, and, and nor was it them. You see, you have no. this ministry that's in you that is so powerful that the enemy oh, was going to share you before you, Hallelujah. at four years old, Satan saw it. He saw in you, and he knew that you will remember God created you before time was ever even created, before time was. You were created and sealed by God's infinite wisdom of this is the time I need her to be on this earth. You see, it's deep. It's a deep subject. It, 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 you know, when, see, when I, when I show up, like just yesterday, and I went into the courtroom, and my present walked in. There was so many people in this courtroom. And I'm like, why are so many people? There was standing room only. But when my present came in, my, my lawyer said, are you the archbishop? I'm like, all these people here, you're going to, it's like, wait, what is it? You know, there's a presence about you. You're so important to this world, ma'am. I'm going to stop right now and, and, and then let you continue. But you got to tell your testimony. You got to tell it. And, and as you move, people are going to be asking you to speak. Come speak here. This happened to me. They may not even say it. But you're ministering to that woman that was hurt. That little girl yeah. in the audience, that she, it's happening to her now. Mom don't even know. But 
Yeah. How she knows that my mama's boyfriend is, is, is helping me. And, and then mom don't believe me. When I went to tell my mom, she, she slapped me. And she, she cast me out of the house. She took me. She abandoned me. You got to tell that story. It, it, it's such a powerful ministry. I'm turning it back to you. And so come, go ahead. Come on. Speak. speak. That is so, ooh, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead. No, yeah. So, and like you said, I'm learning now because um, even literally the day of the wedding, it was so much. And I, I kept crying. I mm. kept crying. And I was like, why can't I stop crying? And mm. <laughs> the whole time walking down the aisle, even. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.